tragically passed away in 2016, it became necessary for humankind to select a new coolest motherfucker on the face of the earth. You may not have gotten the memo, but it's been decided that Tom Waits is that motherfucker. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just love No the argument that there. Yeah. Oh, God. None for me. Oh, all right. We are live. Uh, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So just going to wait for people. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hit record yet on the thing, so oh, we'll, right. we'll do that and we'll... Uh, oh, what menu am I on? Now I gotta do it all over again. Oh. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Hello to Daniel something. Bima hyphenated last name oh. says he's his first live podcast. Daniel Buongiorno Bima. <laughs> so, what happens is uh, we get our audio levels together and then we hit record on uh, the handy recorder that this is what goes on iTunes. And as usual, I forgot the memory card that goes in it, so uh, I'll Don't be right back. Uh, hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salad and scrambled eggs. I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. It's Frasier. I mean, remember back in the 90s when Frasier was the smartest show on television? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. A, a, a cousin, my cousin posted this... Uh, image macro that said uh 1994 is as far away as 2042 now whoa which is just why did you have to say that? 1994 is as far as away oh. as like 2042 wow that's 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 just insane to me what why would he ever say that um but yeah yeah, I used to love Frasier too. I, I mean, I was very much a Roz man. Like people like Daphne, I was just really into Roz. Testing, 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 testing. Me, 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 me. Good enough. All right. All right, we're gonna hold for sound. Rock and roll. Welcome to RCR Podcast number 45, I believe it is. 45. Back to school, uh, because I assume everybody is back to school. Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. And uh, a big thank you for joining us because we are competing against NFL kickoff with the <laughs> Eagles against the Atlanta Falcons. Go birds. Yeah. Um, but our birds, not their birds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, but apparently they're on rain delay right now, so oh. I guess we can take advantage of it. Uh, hey, so, so you were with us on a Thursday night. Yeah, drinking uh, Glen Morange. Normally we save uh, the alcohol for when we go to the super chat portion of this podcast, which comes about, which is going to start a half an hour from now. Yeah. But from now, uh, in the beginning, it's just a real podcast between myself and Nick, where we talk about what we're doing during the week. And later on, we'll get to your questions. Yeah, I'm breaking into it early because I haven't had booze in like three and a half weeks. It's just buttery. Hmm. It doesn't have the bite of tomatin that I so enjoy, but this is definitely. Yeah, it really doesn't. I'm gonna have the drink bite. a lot of this. Ah, wasn't brewed in Glasgow, Scotland. Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, this past week I was in Pittsburgh for the a the launch of a 2019 Kia Forte, my very first press launch ever. I'm writing a very long article for Road and Track online, so you're going to be able to see it there. And of course, I'm going to narrate the thing and put it up uh, on uh, regular cars. Hmm. Uh. Uh. Uh, later, someone in the sat said, shit, drinks are out already. I was going to save my drink for Elon Musk going on J Joe Rogan tonight, if that's tonight. If that's tonight. Man, we, we are competing against everyone. This is like the old network thing of how they would schedule things to not air against football yeah. or to not air against like the Grammys or the Oscars. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's... Uh, well, normally yeah. we're on Wednesday, but the reason we're not... Well, we didn't do last week because you were in Pittsburgh for the yeah. presser. And then last night was my mother's birthday, so I didn't... Uh, like, we had dinner plans, so right. just whatever. Uh, and so... But hey, we're here now, even though football's on, theoretically. But it, as you were saying... As I was saying, it was a two-day uh, two event, really three-day, went into a third day. Two nights at the... Uh, at the extravagant Kimpton Monaco Hotel in downtown Pittsburgh. Very old, very fancy, and a very poor city to launch a car. Hmm. They brought 20 pre-production Kia Fortes. Huh. So, and there were about 40 of us there, uh, journalists, some YouTubers. And there was very... The amount of time I spent eating and drinking for those two days was like a four to one ratio of car stuff. Wow. Like you woke up and it was breakfast and coffee and then a press meeting where they explain stuff about the car and then quick snacks, drive the car, meet at a coffee shop, coffee and donuts, drive to a brewery for lunch. Now this is, we're on our own with these cars, wow. but we're given these checkpoints to go to and we're, and, and the uh, director of uh, corporate communications, who was the boss, sort of our boss for the day, the guy from Kia, uh, had each of us pair up. So me and Mark, or Mark and I, Mark from the YouTube channel Savage Geese, we're like looking at each other from like one row over. Like, are we going to be on the same team? You know, like oh, project. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so we were on the, Mark and I were on the same team and we had to go to these checkpoints. We got lost. We ended up in West Virginia, <laughs> right? Yeah, we just, I, it was my fault. I went the wrong way and uh, drove this 2019 pre-production Kia Forte, like two states. Well, because, you know, that corner of Pennsylvania, yeah. it's Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia. and uh, It's like the edge of a, a pan of brownies. It's mm -hmm. like very easy to just kind of get scooped around into another side. Yeah. So... We got lost, and we were one of the last people to show up at each checkpoint because we were late. And we're driving along, and uh, I got bored a little bit, so I was driving the car with my teeth. And then, uh, <laughs> like literally with your teeth? Yeah, I like, took the electric oh, seat. Oh, I took the electric oh. seat of the key and went like all the way up where my head, my head, my my chest is on the wheel. Like, how yeah. far will this thing go up? And so I just took the wheel and went, eh, uh, eh, 
eh, like back and forth in my lane. And uh, Mark was trying to disassemble the glove box to see if he could remove it from the car. And he's trying to get at the cabin air filter. I mean, we realized we were about to be on the same level as those people who pull volume knobs off of cars at the auto show. Oh, yeah. Or take gear shift knobs off. So we put everything back. But... I was looking under the hood to try to find the traction control fuse and pull that. Well, it's part of the process of getting a feel for what works and what doesn't. Uh, if you're going to do an honest assessment, you kind of have to do all that stuff. It's like when Gordon Ramsay goes into a restaurant. He, before he even tastes a, a dish, he's sort of like pulling it apart with his fork and knife. Yeah. To try to figure out, you know, the makings of it and yeah. whether it's, you know, canned crab or real crab. Anyway, real car stuff yeah a guy called dragon arcadia says yeah pittsburgh gratis resident no idea why they would launch a car here yeah i think it's because pittsburgh is becoming the portland oregon of the east ah it's very hip lots of beards lots of breweries lots of beer that tastes like lawnmower trimmings <laughs> uh uh, tech is heavy in Pittsburgh. Google has a small campus oh, there. I didn't know that. And, I'm sorry, Uber. Uber, Uber, ha- uh, Uber has offices there. Right, less impressive, but I still know that. So. <laughs> Medical research, of course, Carnegie Mellon, Pitt, Univer- University of Pitt or something like that is there. So, um, And also it has the look of like um, it, it is an old industrial city that looks kick-ass when gentrified. Yeah. It's. I mean, they used it as Gotham in The Dark Knight Rises for yeah. like a reason. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a city that is kind of open to, like, come, give us your your tired, your weary, your huddled masses yearning to drive Kias for yeah. some reason. Uh, downtown Pittsburgh, narrow streets. Uh, the sun plays at weird angles. You can get hard angles, very noir-like, which is very cool. And then you get all those great shots. You can look down on the city if you go up on the hills either side. You got tons of those bridge shots everywhere because there's a million bridges. Yeah, it's it's definitely a photographer's playground. That yeah. city. So then we drank more, and we came back, and we drank more. I mean, open bar, wow. bars plural. Damn. Each of it. You know, sometimes when you go to like a press event or. Um, either like a convention or something like that, they'll have the mini bar that they wheel out. Yeah. It's really, you know, a bucket with ice with beers in it and maybe a maybe a, a bottle of rum and vodka that yeah. makes the simplest of drinks. Or one of those barefoot wines. Yeah, they, they like just big. here have those. They had four of those and in different parts of the press area. And in the beginning when I showed up, there was no one manning those things. Hmm. And I asked one of the staffers, do I just take? And he goes, yeah. So I go behind the bar, I'm like looking through the beer, and they they arranged the beer like uh, they were trying to sell a house, like a um, like an open house or a, or a real estate demonstration house, like like in a fan. The beers were sitting perfectly in the ice chest huh. there behind the bar, as were as well as some bottles of rosé wine. So I had a Modelo, that that one beer that every single bottle of beer has the foil on it. Yeah. That one, I had one of those. And then they didn't have liquor there. But w- but when the bartenders showed up, they brought the hard liquor with. And so then I was just drinking single malt scotch the entire night. <laughs> and I was trying to tip these guys. And one guy said, no, I don't want to tip. And I'm like, come on, you're, 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 you're pouring me whiskey neat. 
let me give yeah. you a dollar. And then I found another bartender who, who would accept my dollar. And then he, mm. yeah. <laughs> he was like, fuck do I care? But every time I put my drink down anywhere, if I let it go and like walk two feet away, some hotel staff would take it. I lost like two whiskeys that way. Huh. Yeah, well, I didn't care. You know, well, no, even you just a, go get them filled up again. Yeah. It's just a, you know. But they kept busting it. I lost. Uh, there, there's a picture of no wait that was a different glass they had some nice glasses and then they had like thick water glasses and they had a port in like I'm complaining about free booze yeah but um, I lost uh, I lost an inch of whiskey to the mm-hmm. to, to the people busting the tables I'm like eh. damn you get back here I was working on that <laughs> I think it was like the last call or something I was like eh what do I got? But it was last call for liquor. The beer went all night. Oh, the beer's going all night, mm-hmm. you know. You're going to be getting, you're going to be tapping into that mm-hmm. for the rest of the evening. So I should know. It was myself. Oh, it, it's called like Exhaust Something Podcast. Gosh darn it. I'm sorry. I forget your guys' names. It was another two-person podcast, which is interesting to find people like us where it's an actual two-person thing. Yeah. Every, most YouTube channels are just one person. Sue... Yeah. So, it, they had a game room for us, which included a vintage mix mix Miss Pac-Man machine. Oh my gosh, I used to slay at Ms. Pac-Man. That and Galaga. Those were my games. <laughs> they didn't have a Galaga one, but they had like a, a main machine that had like 40 games on it. Ah, nice. So you got to go through. But you know, you're, you're grabbing the joystick and this is Chintzy City. <laughs> like I need the thick '80s. This thing is made to take abuse. Yeah, they had something that you could probably buy on, uh, like some website. They'll 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 make you a video game. Um, they had an electric dart machine that never works. Hmm. Um, it's the one where it's not metal darts into a cork board. It's the plastic yeah, it's darts, the plastic and it's got a head in your hole, and you throw it, and it hits it and bounces off and goes mm. in the ground. They had a modern pinball machine, which I didn't think they were anybody was making pinball machines anymore. Modern, how? modern how it had an LCD screen in the back. It was it was it was made by a company called Jersey Jack, and the name of the pinball machine was called uh, Dialed In, and it had this picture of a uh, well-toned man on the art. On the art uh, oh, uh, side art yeah. on the pinball machine of this kid holding up a a, a a smartphone and he's dialed in and there's electricity cobbling off of him so right. somehow he's a superhero because he has a phone <laughs> and but they also had one ski ball machine like a legit boardwalk big ski ball machine actually it was a medium sized one I know some big ones at at at, at Jillian's arcade in Ocean City, New Jersey. So that was the game that all of us started playing toward the end of the night. Oh, these games are on free play. Oh, nice. And so it was myself, the two two YouTube guys, one guy from Donut Media, hmm. and uh, Mark from Savage Geese got into this big skee-ball game. And I think Mark from Savage Geese or the other one had a high score. He broke 400 points. Damn. And he did it by sinking two hundred pointers, the ones in the corner that you can yeah. never get. It was at the point where I was getting pretty good in the beginning because I had like this conservative thing. I would just aim for the forty. Yeah. Because if I miss the forty, I get the twenty right below it. It mm. goes in the larger hole or the larger scoop below it. Yeah, you're leaving with something. Yeah. 
So, and occasionally I, I'd go for the 50 and I'd maybe hit two fifties and, and be really good. So I had the high score of 320 for like a good 20 minutes. <laughs> and then the ante just kept getting up. And the way, the way uh, Mark from Savage Geese said to get the big ones is that you just had to go for broke. You had to like ride the wall of the net in order to like bank the ball off and get it to go into the 100. That's a dangerous Suck. game. It's a dangerous game. You wouldn't be doing that if you were playing for money. Yeah, I know. Yeah. If you had five large riding on, yeah. you know, <laughs> on the outcome of getting that. But he would get like 80-point games, 100-point games, 80-point games, 100-point games, 400 points. Because he knew if he could sink two, then he'd shoot 50s, 40s and 50s, the rest of the mat, the rest of your nine balls that you get. So that was my weekend. Yeah, very nice. Uh, my you... weekend was kind of, um, well, okay, so I, I did that car show and the video already came out, mm -hmm. but it was a very oddly and poorly attended car show. It was like on the, uh, the avenue, and it's just sort of uh, a lot of classic cars, but, you know, there was like that rat rod that is all over Redding, but I couldn't actually use any of the footage from it because instead of having a Wingadinga band, they had a Wingadinga DJ oh, who was boy. just, you know, they're being MC to all the crazy, you know, tunes. You had freaking Duke of Earl playing. You had Elvis. Yeah. All the classics. Brother Beam says, which guy from Donut? Let me get my notebook and I'll get an answer for Go you. For it. Um... And yeah, I mean, I mean, what you saw in the video was more or less what it was like there. Uh, but funnily enough, I've spent the past week or so getting into the comfort, the cinematic comfort food of the filmography of Jean Claude Van Damme. Um, I don't know. It's because my favorite YouTuber Oliver Harper, who does uh, film retrospectives, uh, every time that he talks about a Van Damme movie I just keep thinking like I need to see this why haven't I seen this and I have all of these different uh, streaming services that have Van Damme movies on them so I'm like screw it I'm watching Bloodsport tonight and from there it was kind of a slippery slope and the thing about Jean-Claude Van Damme is that okay like of the movies that I've seen of his before this Van Damming is yeah. that you know for me, like the best one was JCVD, which is, you know, this semi, you know, he's basically playing a version of himself where he's, uh, there's like a robbery in a post office and there's this six minute monologue in the middle of it where he talks to the camera and breaks down and he's talking about his like marriage, his failed marriage and his custody battles and everything. Uh, it's a really fascinating film and I'm still kind of swole that he didn't get nominated for an Oscar for it. Oh, it's not showing up. Uh, the text. Oh, yeah, I got a clip on it. <laughs> There's no one from no media. Nice. Um, but I notice one of the ongoing tropes that I see in every Van Damme movie is they have to keep coming up with explanations for why he's has a French accent in every movie he's in. Okay, so last night I watched Double Impact where he plays uh, twin brothers who are on a mission in Hong Kong to avenge their British parents who were murdered while they were both six months old. Now, while this murder was happening, uh, the bodyguard took one child and the nanny took another child. 
And this all happened in Hong Kong, right? So mm-hmm. uh, the nanny drops the one child, Alex, off at a French orphanage. Uh, but uh, the other child, Chad, is taken by the bodyguard and raised in France. Yeah. And so they're giving the explanation that even though the bodyguard and the nanny were in no communication, they just each took a child and ran. Yeah. Somehow they both had the sense to, like, just somehow both of these children ended up being raised as French kids. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, R.I.P. Burt Reynolds, uh, Smoking the Bandit, and all those other great. I wonder what that's going to do to the Trans Am cars. Mm-hmm. Like. The very next Meekum auctions is one gonna is 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 a movie car gonna go for a million? Huh. Like if uh, like Barrett Jackson or something like that. If they find a Smoking the Bandit Trans Am, a, a movie car, is one gonna go up? And then what does that do to every single tribute car to every single car show I've been to? Yeah. That there's a Smoking the Bandit one. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh... Are we gonna get a special edition Camaro? Well, it's, see, it's not a Camaro, it's a Firebird in the movies. There is a company that will turn modern Camaros into Firebirds, but I think now you're running six figures, so I don't know. Yeah. Also, um... Oh, okay, so... I, my categorical ranking of Van Damme movies is Bloodsport and then okay. everything else. <laughs> uh, which is not to say that I haven't been enjoying all the Van Damme movies I've been watching, but Bloodsport is literally just barbarism and bad acting. But mm. also, Van Damme is a better actor than he's ever gotten credit for being. Like in Kickboxer, when he finds out what the bad guy Tong Po did to his brother, okay. like the extent of his injuries, mm-hmm. he just lets loose with this incredibly raw, passionate, teary-eyed, mm-hmm. I want Tong Po. Uh. And I'm like, damn, that's like, huh. <laughs> so like, I get it, but I'm really enjoying this whole thing of like, even after this, I'll probably watch one on my phone, you know, cause his movies are just, they're comfort food in a good mm. way. and. You know, people, when I talk about this on Twitter, they'll recommend to me, like, other action movies of different uh, eras, like the 70s or something. But really, I'm I'm just really hard and locked in on the time period. You know, like the 80s and 90s action movies. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the ones that are really the comfort food for me. Mm-hmm. Although, I did rewatch Baby Driver over the weekend, and ah. it gets better with each rewatch. Um it's just one of those things, even though the, the driving that he does is functionally impossible for any yeah. normal person. Yeah. But, and I remember asking you last week of, that it was probably a stupid question of, is it illegal to drive with earbuds in? I think it would fall under distracted driving. Now, yeah. a lot of truckers get away with, and uh, my friend Carrie would drive like this. The can't see it near here somewhere the uh the bluetooth headphone kind of necklace thing um let me go find it for the people watching the other movies that i need to get to on my list movies that i haven't actually seen from uh not just from van damme but from the time period that i'm looking at for action movies 
Uh, I need to see The Running Man, which I'm really excited to see. This is all Oliver Harper's fault. Like, shout out to Oliver Harper. Everybody uh, subscribe. He's great. Uh, but, oh, God. The Running Man, uh, Commando, Demolition Man, because I've never seen Demolition Man. Uh, uh, I don't really care for Steven Seagal, so, like, whatever. Like, I saw Under Siege once. It wasn't really anything. I mean, I've already seen Street Fighter as far as Van Damme goes, but yeah. Um, he was in Executive Decision and like died in the first twenty, died in the first act. <laughs> uh, uh, Seagal. Yeah, I think Steven Seagal was, or am I thinking of someone else? Maybe it was Alec Baldwin or something like Maybe. that. Maybe. I mean, oh god, what are the other ones that are on there? Oh, Escape from New York. Like I've never seen Escape from New York with Snake freaking Pliskin. Pliskin. Uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, there are so many good and cheesy and excellent action movies that I haven't seen. Never saw Highlander. Like, I gotta get on... You're not missing much. I hear that... Well, I mean, I hear the sequels are absolutely atrocious, but at least the first one is passable. Um, I don't know. I'm not trying to be a cultural <laughs> completionist. It's just these are the That's things... That's a good word. <laughs> well, th these are the things that give me comfort. Mm. And so I have a great like they just take me out of my own head and that's a great thing to do especially with Van Damme because you know exactly what you're going to get every time yeah he's going to show bare ass there's going to be a gratuitous <laughs> sex scene for no reason yeah uh, in Double Impact it was the one brother who's like a hard ass has this smoking hot like British girlfriend and he gets jealous and has like this paranoid dream scenario where like his brother is banging his girlfriend and it's all dream sex it's not actually happening but yeah yeah so uh rafflecopter 117 says that in 2016 a burt reynolds trans am which may have been the hero car uh sold at the barrett jackson scottsdale auction for 500 large 500,000. So is that same car going to go back up on the auction block? Whoever owns it right now, this is like a Stephen Cross line going to go, getting paid today. Yeah. All the, the, the money, the finger thing means money. Uh, it's absolutely something that could happen and something that probably will happen because I can't imagine sitting on something that like the value it's only going to appreciate yeah um especially in the immediate aftermath and i feel awful talking about like how to profit off of a man's passing but um mm -hmm. that's kind of you know welcome to america i guess yeah. or adam smith's invisible hand of free enterprise gripping the wheel Damn. so these are bluetooth headphones that i think you can get away with mm. um because you can i guess it's hands-free and you can be on your phone yeah. These these you're not allowed to pay journalists, but you can give them free toys. Mm. I don't know how to pronounce the name. Harbin Carbon, mm -hmm. Harden Carmen, whatever. Are they retail for hundred fifty dollars? Mm. And everybody at that press event got these things. They're kind of yeah. neat. The the earbuds themselves are very large in your ears. How long do they last? I haven't tested that yet. Because yeah. I typically sleep with earbuds in and my tablet on as I listen to music or typically Oliver Harper reviews because yeah. I apparently can't stop talking about them. So, uh, wait, how does it... You just drape, you drape the little, uh, 
uh, ox yoke around your neck and then stick the bit buds in your ears and there you go. Mm. I feel like I could just go and cosplay as this of, <laughs> of just people won't know what I am, but they'll know I'm something. <laughs> He's supposed to be somebody. My badges came from New York Comic Con. It's yeah. great. Uh, what's funny is the difference between press for New York Comic Con and what you did is it sounded like they actually expected you to do like work like or to produce something out oh, of it. Oh, for Kia. Yeah. Yeah. Because for New York Comic Con... Harmon and Carden. Harmon Carden. Okay. Mm, nice. I think mostly... I mean, it's kind of the the expectation that you're there to report on what's happening, yeah. but also, you know, they give you a pre like I got my press badge for RCR this year for the first year ever because mm -hmm. all, all the other times I used the press from the other job that I mm -hmm. worked, and then this year it's kind of like I linked them to my New York Comic Con video from last year, and they thought that was enough. So all right, all right, great. <laughs> Great. Uh, so, and, and there are going to be cars there, plenty of them. Um, this year, they're going to be branded with. Uh, oh no! Um, into the Spider Verse. Because um, <laughs> it's all Chevy vehicles, and normally they have DC branding on them, like DC Comics branding. But uh -huh. the uh, this year, it's just going to be Sony's animated Spider-Man movie that's going to be on them. Okay. So, uh, except for like the odd car here and there that like there was a car one year that had My Little Pony on it for some reason, <laughs> and I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's a, a Chevy Cruze with My Little Pony Friendship is Magic branding, surrounded by all these other cars that are you know, right, you know, Chevy it's Cruze the flash. cheap cheap commuter car, I guess. Yeah, you're a brony. <laughs> Chevy <laughs> Cruze is the best you're gonna do. <laughs> oh, that would have been a line if you're at that. Did we ever do a Chevy Cruze? Uh, we did a Chevy Sonic. Nope, never did a Cruze. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a... Mr. R, have you heard that IPAs can cause man boobs? Yeah, it's beer. It has yeah. calories in it. Yeah, that's why I, I've become a whiskey man. Hell yeah! In the interest of getting rid of these... You know, now I, I think I'm down to like A-cups now. It's nice. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they, they, they were given that uh, rerun of Seinfeld where uh, he invents the bro. The bro, yeah. And it's just kind of incredibly weird. I, I just don't... I, I kind of take for granted how weird that show was. I couldn't do earbuds as I sleep. Radio Shack used to have speakers that slip in other a pillow. I want those. I would like a large flat... I would like a Bluetooth pillow that has speakers in it. That I can listen to my vaporwave all night. Hmm. I yeah. wonder if there's some sort of thing that that's going to cause a problem in health-wise in a certain number of years that they just haven't discovered yet. You know, of just having that wearable tech so close to you at all times. What? Bluetooth? Bluetooth or... Bluetooth is just a very low-power radio signal. Hmm. Just like Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is just a radio signal. And your cell phone, like the cell signal, that's like a ham radio signal. Huh. It can only go as far as the nearest tower that you can see. It doesn't go to space. Your phone doesn't go to space. Yeah. It doesn't go to satellite. It just goes to the nearest tower that's up on a hill or building. So it's like all this, you're going to get cancer. It's a radio signal. That's all it is. 
They they have that. That's why on Wi-Fi it just says something something gigahertz. It's just its frequency reserved for for, for wireless internet, and there's frequency reserves for your phone, mm-hmm. and there's frequency there's a frequency reserve for Bluetooth. So yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's just radio. Um, I thought. Have you ever seen Time Cop by any chance? I did, and I don't remember. And I watched clips, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad, it's, but, but it's like the highest grossing. Uh, it's probably Van Damme's. Like, well, mm, is that Van Damme? Yeah, it's Van Damme. Oh, so that wait, Van Damme was also kick kickbox. Oh, Kickboxer, yeah. Time Cop, Bloodsport. Okay, I Universal guess, Soldier. Of oh, course, there's, Universal shows as well. there's a Street Fighter where they cast him as Guile. And I yeah, think that's yeah, the yeah. only movie where they don't try to explain why he's French, even though, or from <sighs> Brussels. But Time Cop. No, the reason I bring it up is because, and okay, spoilers for Time Cop, because <laughs> it, that came out in 1994. <laughs> um, the ending is kind of horrific in the sense that in the first act, his wife gets killed by guys who are from the future to kill him or whatever and uh basically he is able to get that corrected Mm -hmm. and when he comes back to the future his wife is alive and he has a son but he didn't live any of those like 10 years yeah so he's coming back to a world where like the wife and the child he's essentially a stranger to them uh, and there's just That's a neat concept. It is a neat concept, but then the movie ends, like as he goes to his front door and greets his son, as if he's always known. Oh, this they don't boy. explore that. No, they don't explore it at all. The movie's like an hour and thirty-two minutes. <laughs> they're they're in and out of there. They're like rushing. That's the great thing about Van Damme movies that like You're it's a sprint. Yeah, because he's not trying to. Time cop. You know exactly what you're getting with JCVD, and they don't want you to. Or he doesn't want to overstay his welcome. It's I guess. such a brilliant name. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I mean, title for a movie. <laughs> you are wondering nothing. I'm going to see a movie called Time Cop. There is no question that the title does not answer. Like every one of my. You want to use the word succinct. Yeah, it's like there's no fat on that title at all. It's just all right. We have police who go back in time to stop criminals from profiting off of the past. The opening movie is a guy with like two MP5s mowing down like yeah, uh, old like Confederate soldiers. Yeah, soldiers and stealing gold. Stealing bullion gold. Like if you want to talk about like people get all misty-eyed over Citizen Kane and Jean Renoir and to a lesser extent the first trilogy of Star Wars that yeah. Plinkett described. This opening scene tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> the opening scene, the time cop, lets you know exactly what this movie is going to be yeah. about. That's... And, and, the, and the guns that he had didn't even make gun noises. Like, they were just firing blanks, but they made space noises. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just funny in that, you know... Every Van Damme movie starts off in the sense that you know exactly what it's going to be about, and your only question in those first ten minutes is, how does Jean-Claude Van Damme Damme fit in in this? How does he kick his way out of this problem? Well, because, like, oftentimes, like, he's not even in, like, the opening of the movie. It's Mm -hmm. just you're thinking, all right, well, where does Van Damme come in all of this? Like, uh, Lionheart, the opening is a guy selling sugar to the wrong drug dealers and getting lit on fire. And then, you know, in the hospital, he's crying out for his brother, Leon. 
<laughs> and uh, apparently Leal is off fighting in the French Foreign Legion and they won't give him leave and so Van Damme kicks his way out of the Foreign Legion steals like a uh, like a Humvee and just bails into the desert and they're like oh screw it the desert will kill him but then they actually spent like send dudes after him like it's just ridiculous and it's great and and you have to watch oh man like you understand why he's a star once you see enough of his movies yeah. in succession because he has this strange like ineffable charisma that yeah. you can't really quantify even though you know he's, he's got speaking. that unending facial symmetry yeah i mean he he's a handsome guy yeah and if i had an ass like that i'd be <laughs> showing off all the time yeah. doing the splits. And it's not even doing the splits. It's just he'll let a towel drop as he's about to get into the shower. Yeah, yeah. It's like he doesn't hang dong, but at that point he might as well. Because these are all R-rated anyway, and they're R-rated because they're dropping F-bombs left and right. Yeah. Like, this isn't a violence or gore R-rating no, like, with a... hard target. It's like right. a, it's just because you're allotted one F-bomb. Yeah, like, and then all right, we're one. all in. All right, we're all in. If we're going to use one, we're going to use all of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, so we're going to take a break and get into the super chat questions. Yeah. And um, Roman's drink convinced me that a glass of wine is on my agenda for the evening. It's yeah. not actually wine, but it is in a lovely, lovely glass. Uh, it is my one fancy nice. glass that I own, and I drink martinis out of that. But it was either that or give Nick a coffee mug to drink his whiskey from. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> so um, I could add medium chain triglycerides mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> Did you? Do you still have that? Yeah, I still have that. Yeah, that's very. I mean, I don't really know that necessarily it did anything for me, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an all right coffee creamer. It's, it's all right. Yeah, it's, it tastes. It doesn't have that weird of a taste. Mm-hmm. Like it tastes like protein in a weird way. The universal chozer was awesome with the bitch and Matt black truck. Um. Oh, it's called a champagne bowl, says huh. Agnel Roger, that that's what that is. Yeah. I guess that's like a 1970s style before they figured out that if they serve champagne in a flute, it would stay bubbly for longer, mm. decrease the amount of surface area, make the bubbles travel all the way up, mm. so it'll stay carbonated longer. I learned something about champagne today. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, because there was a scene in The Kid Stays in the Picture and I'm with Patton Oswalt as this one of the greatest documentaries ever. It is ever. one of the greatest documentaries ever. <laughs> yeah. Along with uh, Kid Notorious being one of the greatest <laughs> animated <laughs> series. But there's a scene of um, uh, Robert Evans <laughs> dr- uh, drinking Robert Evans. I can't do it. I no, that was pretty Robert good. Evans. I can't do a Robert Evans. Robert Evans Robert is basically Evans. that sarcastic guy from The <laughs> Simpsons who's oh, always at a... Sorry, Pelly. Yeah, sorry, Pelly. Or, no. or, like... Perfect moments of of the Simpsons. Yeah. No, Pelly, this is Brunson, Missouri. <laughs> ah, how about some cookies? No dice. This ain't over. <laughs> Stuff that will be lost on younger generations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah um, I... Did you see? There was a picture on Face on uh, Reddit, like old school cool, and it showed like a thirty-five-year-old. Uh, 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 Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Holy shit! That guy was ripped. Oh yeah, like he, he wasn't like uh, jacked, but like no, he shit. kept himself in shape, yeah. and that's why he kind of got the roles. Because funnily enough, when his movies were taken to international territories, mm-hmm. for instance, in Spanish-speaking uh, countries or markets, 
um, he was El Feo, because mm. he, uh, which is basically ugly, like the ugly man. Ah. And you know that was kind of his personality of just, or not his personality, but like his brand mm -hmm. as an action star of like. Yes, he's not pleasant to look at, <laughs> but he's going to give you like an hour and a half of just full ass. Like this is not a man half-assing it. He yeah. is giving his full ass. Yeah. Like Death Wish, I mean, how many of those friggin' movies did they make? They made like I don't five know. of them. And that's the thing of Death Wish that Van Damme almost tries to like rip off <laughs> with uh Kickboxer because Death Wish, Bronson, it's like his family gets like raped and killed. Well, yeah. in, in Kickboxer, Van Dam like the bad guy paralyzes Van Damme's brother, uh, rapes his girlfriend, throws a knife or stabs uh, his master's dog. It's just like you want this man dead <laughs> by the end of the movie, yeah. and you know this isn't. And the final battle it takes place with the uh, like the Taipei death match of ah. you know their hands are wrapped in hemp. Dipped yeah. in resin and then dipped and rolled around in broken glass, so that <laughs> I it's, forgot it's about that. Ludicrous! It's God the eighties and early nineties. It's so great, just uh. like Bloodsport and the Kumite, which strangely enough they tried to pass off as being based on a true story, but like Frank Dukes is just so full of it. Mm. Uh, the guy who's based off of yeah. because none of the things that he claimed about that tournament are verifiable at all. Right, but is, I don't that, know. The, is that the same guy or a similar guy to that story that? Rogan told about the guy who said he was going into the woods for a kumite and he left with a duffel bag that looked full and then he, when he came back he, um, he came back with a duffel bag that was all limped, limp but he was holding a trophy huh might be did you I ever mean, see that bit I don't think I did uh, I well to, we'll like, see it all over the break yeah. uh, which I guess it is now time for a break yep but Prepare those super chat questions, uh, ladies and gents, and hopefully we haven't lost you all to football. Yeah. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. Uh, see you in a bit. Okay. Hitting. Now, you guys are still with us for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I just stopped it here on my uh, Zoom recorder. Um, Suker Jones, thanks you for thinking I'm hot. All I can think about right now is I got two more years of this hair, and... Uh, like, if I pull my hair back and go like this, you can see where my hairline is about to be. Right there. See, it's thinning here, but not here. So this is where the bald line is going to be. So I'll be rife for, you know, owning a coffee shop somewhere with these glasses and the beard, but, you know, a hairline that's going to go right up to the top of the head. I mean, if you want... Bzz, bzz, it's just going to be buzzed off. Like, if it gets to a certain point, uh, income-wise, you can just get the plugs, like my uncle got. <laughs> Your uncle got plugs? Yeah, which I don't... It was a very unpleasant thing where everybody uh, kind of thought they looked ridiculous, so he just went... And wasted thousands of dollars right down the drain. Oh, so okay. it's just... Well, no, it's because it kind of he had the look of someone who was supposed to be bald anyway. Oh. Like, I think, you know, it, it might become you. You know, like or be becoming of you, like a ball. Like, they, like say, a ball. When, they say when you shave your head, whatever age you are, you stop aging, huh. like Patrick Stewart. That's kind of smart. true, actually, because I mean, I can't place Matt Farah's age, like, or I couldn't. I'm, when I'm, I'm older than Matt Farah. See, and I never. That's the thing. I, now I'm older by Matt Farah by about six months, uh, but again, yeah. Matt Farah is just general adult man. 
I mean, I, I can pass for younger than 37. So, uh, okay, we're gonna stop Are the stream you? right now. <laughs>